Chapter Sixteen of the Cossacks. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by J. Bedell. The Cossacks by Leo Tolstoy. Translated by Louise and Elmer Maud. Chapter Sixteen. Daddy Eroshka was a superannuated and solitary Cossack. Twenty years ago, his wife had gone over to the Orthodox Church and run away from him and married a Russian sergeant major, and he had no children. He was not bragging when he spoke of himself as having been the boldest daredevil in the village when he was young. Everybody in the regiment knew of his old-time prowess. The death of more than one Russian, as well as Chechen, lay on his conscience. He used to go plundering in the mountains, and robbed the Russians too, and he had twice been in prison. The greater part of his life was spent in the forests, hunting. There he lived for days on a crust of bread and drank nothing but water. But on the other hand, when he was in the village, he made merry from morning to night. After leaving Alenin, he slept for a couple of hours and awoke before it was light. He lay on his bed thinking of the man he had become acquainted with the evening before. Alenin's simplicity, simplicity in the sense of not grudging him a drink, pleased him very much and so did Alenin himself. He wondered why the Russians were all simple and so rich, and why they were educated and yet knew nothing. He pondered on these questions, and also considered what he might get out of Alenin. Daddy Eroshka's hut was of a good size and not old, but the absence of a woman was very noticeable in it. Contrary to the usual cleanliness of the Cossacks, the whole of this hut was filthy and exceedingly untidy. A blood-stained coat had been thrown on the table. Half a dough-cake lay beside a plucked and mangled crow with which to feed the hawk. Sandals of rawhide, a gun, a dagger, a little bag, wet clothes, and sundry rags lay scattered on the benches. In a corner stood a tub with stinking water in which another pair of sandals were being steeped, and nearby was a gun and a hunting-screen. On the floor a net had been thrown down, and several dead pheasants lay there, while a hen tied by its leg was walking about near the table, pecking among the dirt. In the unheated oven stood a broken pot with some kind of milky liquid. On the top of the oven a falcon was screeching, and trying to break the cord by which it was tied, and a molting hawk sat quietly on the edge of the oven, looking askance at the hen, and occasionally bowing its head to right and left. Daddy Eroshka himself, in his shirt, lay on his back on a short bed rigged up between the wall and the oven, with his strong legs raised and his feet on the oven. He was picking with his thick fingers at the scratches left on his hands by the hawk, which he was accustomed to carry without wearing gloves. The whole room, especially near the old man, was filled with that strong but not unpleasant mixture of smells that he always carried about with him. Oi de ma, daddy? Is daddy in? came through the window in a sharp voice which he at once recognized as Lukashka's. Oida, oida, oida! I'm in! shouted the old man. Come in, neighbor Mark, Luke Mark. Come to see Daddy? On your way to the cordon? 
at the sound of his master's shout the hawk flapped his wings and pulled at his cord the old man was fond of lukashka who was the only man he accepted from his general contempt for the younger generation of cossacks besides that lukashka and his mother as near neighbours often gave the old man wine clotted cream and other home produce which eroshka did not possess daddy eroshka who all his life had allowed himself to get carried away always explained his infatuations from a practical point of view well why not he used to say to himself i'll give them some fresh meat or a bird and they won't forget daddy they'll sometimes bring a cake or a piece of pie good morning mark i'm glad to see you shouted the old man cheerfully and quickly putting down his bare feet he jumped off his bed and walked a step or two along the creaking floor looked down at his outturned toes and suddenly amused by the appearance of his feet smiled stamped with his bare heel on the ground stamped again and then performed a funny dance step that's clever eh he asked his small eyes glistening lukashka smiled faintly going back to the cordon asked the old man i have brought the chikir i promised you when we were at the cordon may christ save you said the old man and he took up the extremely wide trousers that were lying on the floor and his beshmet put them on fastened a strap round his waist poured some water from an earthenware pot over his hands wiped them on the old trousers smoothed his beard with a bit of comb and stopped in front of lukashka ready he said lukashka fetched a cup wiped it and filled it with wine and then handed it to the old man your health to the father and the son said the old man accepting the wine with solemnity may you have what you desire may you always be a hero and obtain a cross lukashka also drank a little after repeating a prayer and then put the wine on the table the old man rose and brought out some dried fish which he laid on the threshold where he beat it with a stick to make it tender then having put it with his horny hands on a blue plate his only one he placed it on the table i have all i want i have victuals thank god he said proudly well and what of mosif he added lukashka evidently wishing to know the old man's opinion told him how the officer had taken the gun from him never mind the gun said the old man if you don't give the gun you will get no reward but they say daddy it's little reward a fellow gets when he's not yet a mounted cossack and the gun is a fine one a crimean worth eighty roubles eh let it go i had a dispute like that with an officer he wanted my horse give it me and you'll be made a cornet says he i wouldn't and i got nothing yes daddy but you see i have to buy a horse and they say you can't get one the other side of the river under fifty roubles and mother has not yet sold our wine eh we didn't bother said the old man when daddy eroshka was your age he already stole herds of horses from the nogai folk and drove them across the terek sometimes we'd give a fine horse for a quart of vodka or a cloak why so cheap asked lukashka you're a fool a fool mark said the old man contemptuously 
why that's what one steals for so as not to be stingy as for you i suppose you haven't so much as seen how one dries off a herd of horses why don't you speak what's one to say daddy replied lukashka it seems we are not the same sort of men as you were you're a fool mark a fool not the same sort of men retorted the old man mimicking the cossack lad i was not that sort of cossack at your age how's that asked lukashka the old man shook his head contemptuously daddy oroshka was simple he did not grudge anything that's why i was kunak with all chechnya a kunak would come to visit me and i'd make him drunk with vodka and make him happy and put him to sleep with me and when i went to see him i'd take him a present a dagger that's the way it is done and not as you do nowadays the only amusement lads have now is to crack seeds and spit out the shells the old man finished contemptuously imitating the present-day cossacks cracking seeds and spitting out the shells yes i know said lukashka that's so if you wish to be a fellow of the right sort be a brave and not a peasant because even a peasant can buy a horse pay the money and take the horse they were silent for a while well of course it's dull both in the village and the cordon daddy but there's nowhere one can go for a bit of sport all our fellows are so timid take nazarka the other day when we went to the tartar village Girey khan asked us to come to nogai to take some horses but no one went and how was i to go alone and what of daddy do you think i'm quite dried up no i'm not dried up let me have a horse and i'll be off to nogai at once what's the good of talking nonsense said luke you'd better tell me what to do about Girey khan he says only bring horses to the turek and then even if you bring a whole stud i'll find a place for them you see he's also a shaven-headed tartar how's one to believe him you may trust Girey khan all his kin were good people his father too was a faithful kunak but listen to daddy and i won't teach you wrong make him take an oath then it will be all right and if you go with him have your pistol ready all the same especially when it comes to dividing up the horses i was nearly killed that way once by a chechen i wanted ten roubles from him for a horse trusting is all right but don't go to sleep without a gun lukashka listened attentively to the old man i say daddy uh, have you any stone-break grass he asked after a pause no i haven't any but i'll teach you how to get it you're a good lad and won't forget the old man shall i tell you tell me daddy you know a tortoise she's a devil the tortoise is of course i know find her nest and fence it round so that she can't get in well she'll come go round it and then we'll go off to find the stone-break grass and we'll bring some along and destroy the fence anyhow next morning come in good time and where the fence is broken there you'll find the stone-break grass lying take it wherever you like no lock and no bar will be able to stop you have you tried it yourself daddy as for trying i've not tried it but i was told of it by good people i used only one charm that was to repeat the pilgrim rhyme when mounting my horse and no one ever killed me what is the pilgrim rhyme daddy what don't you know it oh what people 
You're right to ask Daddy. Well, listen, and repeat after me. Hail, ye living in Sion. This is your king, our steeds we shall sit on. Sophonius is weeping, Zacharias is speaking, Father Pilgrim, mankind ever loving. Kind ever loving, the old man repeated. Do you know it now? Try it. Lukashka laughed. Come, Daddy, was it that that hindered their killing you? Maybe it just happened so. You've grown too clever. You learn it all and say it. It will do you no harm. Well, suppose you have sung Pilgrim. It's all right. And the old man himself began laughing. But just one thing, Luke. Don't you go to Nogai. Why? Times have changed. You are not the same men. You've become rubbishy Cossacks. And see how many Russians have come down on us. You'd get to prison. Really, give it up. Just as if you could. Now, Girchik and I, we used... And the old man was about to begin one of his endless tales, but Lukashka glanced at the window and interrupted him. It's quite light, Daddy. It's time to be off. Look us up some day. May Christ save you. I'll go to the officer. I promise to take him out shooting. He seems a good fellow. End of chapter 16